Welcome into Live from the Hive. I'm David Meyer, joined today by Brooke Hass, Sierra Mari, and Bailey Winfrey. Today we've got a great show for you. It's going to start off with some sports, going to have trivia, and a wonderful club review, as well as some uh, questions for our friends. It's it's just going to be a great all-around show. And we're going to start off today with sports with David Meyer, myself. Uh, so baseball hasn't played since they've started their season at 9-3. and three. Their next game is at Trinity Christian on the 18th, and then their home opener the very next day, the 19th, versus Trinity Christian again in a doubleheader. Uh, softball, again, hasn't played uh, since last week, but their next game will be during their spring break trip down to Florida where they'll play 10 games over the course of that trip and hopefully improve their already impressive 6-3 and three record. Next, we're going to go to women's lacrosse. They've started off very hot. Uh, the team just played one game in the last week, a tightly contested game versus William Penn. Uh, the Bees trailed initially by six heading into the second half, but they would come out scorching hot after the break, scoring nine unanswered. Four goals from Maddie Wiltrout and six from Audrey Warner would lead the Bees past William Penn in a close game with the final score being 15-13 to in favor of St. Ambrose. Their next game was away against... Bethel, but that one was canceled, so they will next play at home against number 8th-ranked Missouri Baptist. Now over to the men's side of lacrosse. Men's team remained perfect on the season with two dominant wins against number 8th-ranked William Penn, just completely overpowering them with uh, a 14-7 win. The Bees scored in bunches with Cole Danners having five goals. Michael Keating and Michael Shackerin each contributed three, and that put the Bees up to a 3-0 and record. Uh, yesterday, they faced off against Columbia College, being the Cougars. They gained another decisive win. The score was 15-8 in that game and was much less competitive than the score would believe uh, lead you to believe the Bees led in most statistical categories. Hunter Northway took the majority of the face-offs and was absolutely dominant. The Bees secured 23 of 26 face-offs, and that gave them a huge advantage in time of possession. And they also outshot the Cougars 66-21. to 21. And again, it was Cole Danners and the Michaels, Keating and Shagrin, all putting up hat-tricks against uh, the Cougars. That leads the Bees to 4-0, and 2-0 in conference. They prepared to take on the number 9th-ranked Concordia on the 16th and then Missouri Baptist on the 19th. Both of those games will be at home at the St. Vincent's Athletic Complex. Uh, and then going to cheer and dance in a surprising departure from their traditional streak of greatness. The Bees cheer and dance teams would falter at Nationals, earning second for cheer and third at Nationals. That's uh, not something we normally see from them. They're normally 
pretty handedly take that number one spot at Nationals. Uh, however, the Bees did earn a number of individual honors and recognitions, with five Bees being named to the National Dance and Cheer All-American teams. Uh, next is men's volleyball. After a pretty lackluster start to the season for the men's volleyball team, uh, that unfortunately continued. They've played uh, three games in the past week, dropping two of the three against Viterbo in four sets and then being swept by number 14th-ranked Georgetown. Their sole win would come against Bluefield College. This one would come down to the wire as the Bees eke out a win in the fifth set. This puts their overall record at 9-14 and and 4-6 and in the CCAC. They will continue. They will return to conference play tomorrow by hosting Comment St. Joseph at Lee Loman. And lastly, we have Bowling, who uh, just competed at the ICT sectionals. The men's bowling team found a great amount of success, uh, placing number one out of the 22-team field at the intercollegiate team championship sectional they will move on to the national team championship uh the women weren't so lucky placing fifth out of the 18 teams uh and just one spot away from qualifying for nationals the singles event echoed that team event uh megan hess for the women will head to nationals for the third straight year as she was tied for seventh in a competition that consisted of 224 competitors so congratulations to her and the men that dominated the singles event to qualify for nationals you need to place in the top eight um the top eight bowlers at sectionals four b's were in the top eight uh, Cameron Crowe taking the top spot to win the sectional title. Jordan Monins taking four. Nate Stubler took seven. And Dakota Solanka took seven. The intercollegiate singles and team championships will be competed April 18th to April 23rd in Addison, Illinois. That's all I've got for sports this week. Uh, next week is going to be an incredible week of sports. And I'm really looking forward to it. Thank you for that sports segment, David. Um, with St. Patrick's Day right around the corner, we're going to kick off the start of this holiday week with St. Patrick's Day trivia. I am joined, my contestants are Amber Meyer, who some of you may remember from our first episode of Live from the Hive, and our sportsman himself, David Meyer. It's a Meyer-off. Wait, how do you spell your last name? Thank God. Okay. I do have to put on record, though, they are not related. That we know of. That we know of. All right. The first question has two answers. I'm going to read all four options, and then I need you to hit the bell. What are some of the other names used to refer to St. Patrick's Day as today and in the past? A. St. Patrick's Feast, B, the Feast of St. Patrick, C, Patrick's Festival, D, the Day of the Festival of Patrick. Amber. Both B and D? That is correct. Nice job. Will you keep track, Sierra? 
The first ever St. Patrick's Day parade in 1762 didn't take place in Ireland as you might have thought. Where did it take place? A. France. B. Germany. C. Austria. D. The United States. Amber. Germany. Incorrect. David. Uh, I'm going to go with the United States. That is correct. Green hasn't always been associated with St. Patrick's Day. That actually didn't happen until what year? A. 1788. B. 1798. C. 1800. D. 1802. David. Uh, I'm going to guess 1802. That is incorrect. It goes to Amber. Um, B? That is correct. Every year in Chicago since 1962, the Plumber Union dyes what green? David. Uh, the Chicago River. That is correct. All right, I don't have some options to answer this, so it's going to be a guessing game for both of you. What was St. Patrick's Day originally meant to celebrate? David. Is it the feast day of St. Patrick? Yes, but there's another part to that as well. Goes to Amber. I have no idea. Can I take a second guess? David can take a second guess. Um, is it the like memorial or whatever you want to call it of St. Patrick driving the snakes out of Ireland? That may have something to do with it. The answer is it was a day honoring St. Patrick for introducing Christianity to Ireland in the 5th century. Okay, so neither of us get that one right. Yeah. All right, what mythological being is part of St. Patrick's Day lore and Irish culture? A, leprechauns. B, unicorns. C, fairies. D, minotaurs. Amber. Leprechauns. Leprechaun is correct. Another point for Amber. And our final question, because I could not find any more that were not very difficult. Where was the first St. Patrick's Day parade in Ireland held in 1903? A. Waterford. B. Dublin. C. Galway. D. Kilkenny. Amber. A. That is correct. Sierra, who has our final win? Amber. All right, I believe Amber will be winning another Whitey's gift card. So we're going to toss it over to Sierra to talk about clubs on campus. And once again, we are live from the Hive in the basement of Cosgrove. Thank you so much, Bailey. And congratulations, Amber, once again. You're just racking up those money, whatever, at Whitey's. Let's go. Um, so this week, I'm going to be talking about the Multicultural Trivia Night that is actually tonight. Um, it is in the third floor of Rogo, and um, there are a lot of different questions. Like, um, I have a few examples right here. There's one that's like, according to dictionary entries, which language has the largest number of words? Um, that's English. So if you guys come tonight, at least you already get that point. Um, it is tonight from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. in the Rogo Ballroom. The first place gets $80. Second place gets 40 And the third place gets $20. You do not have to pay to enter into the trivia night. Anyone can show up. 
and just come in groups of four and that would be it um it's also going to be just a really fun night because ISO has been planning this for a long time and we also have another event that's going to happen in a few weeks um preferably after spring break but you'll have to stay tuned to hear about that so tonight is definitely the trivia night from 7 p.m to 10 p.m in the rogo ballroom and um just for the heck of it i'm gonna give away another answer oh last week we already did give away 10 answers um so if you guys listen to that <laughs> we pretty much gave away that one <laughs> um but the other one is what country's food icon is the waffle and that would be belgium mm-hmm. wow brooke got it she's good she should definitely come and get that money for real. I love waffles and I would I come, but I have a class tonight. I know. I know. Okay. I I must interject. Pancakes are superior. Absolutely. I don't know. I don't know. I like pancakes and waffles. I like but I really like pancakes. Yeah. pancakes are better. I will die on this hill. And die you shall on that hill. I like a good waffles. crispy waffle and Pancakes do not get as crispy as... Doesn't the calf have waffles now? I don't know. I don't go to the calf. For breakfast time? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they do now. They have like yeah. a waffle maker. I don't know that they've had that before. I can't say that I've ever gone to the calf for breakfast. Well, nonetheless, I love waffles. Well, I don't have to agree with Brooke on this one because waffles have little indents in it and that has all the butter oh, the yeah. syrup oh my gosh so good so good i'm shaking my head right now so good <laughs> anyway that is it for my segments uh that was featured in the basement of cosgrove from live from the hive y'all i'm passing over to brooke all right friends well i don't have a recipe this week um but i do have a fun little segment that I told these guys I wasn't going to tell them what it was until um, we were live so hopefully this doesn't uh, trip anybody up but I ask my friends this a lot um, and since we are a communication department of communication and digital media based um, show I figured I would ask you guys um, the question that I frequently think about when I'm in my classes so what kind of car do you think that each of the communication faculty and staff drive? So I'm going to start off with the de department chair, Dr. Jim Bauman. And we all know that Jim is a very, very big fan of fine German engineering BMW. So I know he drives a Beamer. I just can't remember what he actually drives because I went to his house to water his plants. <laughs> and he was sitting he was sitting in his garage where he has all of his beamer uh gear on display so i don't i don't actually know what he drives in terms of bmw but that's what he drives absolutely anyone in jim's class knows that he's a little obsessed with bmw and that's okay but you said jim and i thought the same thing that you said yeah he has a bmw mask like a face mask that he wears and he also has a bmw lanyard with the same design as the mask I made him a fake business card with the BMW logo on it and just to just to like bribe him and be like hey can I have my own business card so I made him a new one he definitely drives a BMW I I'm gonna guess an M3 because that 
He seems like an M3 kind of guy. But uh, after this, we're going to ask him. We'll figure it out. 100% a BMW. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to the Dr. Brett Billman, and he is my advisor. So um, I'm a really big fan of Dr. Brett Billman. So if you're listening, Billman, you're awesome. Um, I feel like I know Billman drives. I think Jim told me he drives a BMW also because Jim tries to park next to him. Um, but for some reason, I feel like Brett Billman is more of like a Lexus SUV style person. Like, I don't know, like a light gray style vehicle i don't know that's just what comes to mind when i think of brett billman that's not far off because i actually remember jim telling us in a class that he drives a bmd a bmw excuse me (laughs) x3 and the color of it is light gray so okay i'm i'm looking this up right now all right i'm gonna get a little more specific and a little more pricey but i feel like brett billman is a very classy guy feel like he would drive a mercedes-benz g-wagon like blacked out g-wagon i feel like he'd have like really silver rims on the absolutely (laughs) and it'd always be washed it'd always be super super clean that sounds like the dream car right there that would be my car for real i really want a mercedes-benz wow i'm jealous i i have nothing to add Everything's been said. <laughs> okay, next up is the Dr. Marianne Fenn. And Marianne, I love Marianne. She's awesome. Um, and I know that she has two children, so I don't want to say she drives a minivan because she's definitely, like, I do not see her driving a minivan. I would say, like, I would also say maybe, like, a Mercedes something, something, like, that she can at least have her little cuties in the back with i don't know i don't really know but i also know that jim said she wanted a tesla because i took his cases class and we did tesla for our topic i can't say that i've ever had dr fen but i feel like you said she had children i feel like she'd drive like a ford explorer like a white one yeah fit the car seats in the back yeah or maybe like a chevy tahoe or a suburban oh absolutely I do not know who this teacher is. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, she Maybe it's because my mom drove one for a very long time, but she gives me Honda Pilot vibes. Mm. And I have to look up what a Honda Pilot is. It's an SUV. It's a boxy car. It is a boxy car. Um, yeah, I think she drives a Honda Pilot. It kind of gives me minivan vibes. Not even gonna lie. It, it's a little bit like a minivan, but not quite. My aunt drives one of those, and my aunt reminds me a lot of Dr. Fenn. Like, I could definitely see the parallels there. So, now that you say that, I changed my answer. I agree, Honda Pilot. Okay, next is Alan Savelle. <laughs> I feel like Savelle <laughs> would drive a Cadillac. <laughs> like you know like the smaller cars like i for some reason i think of red like the red Mm -hmm. they're like really they look really slick like they look like something that's about what drive i think i don't know if you want to pull up a picture of i don't i can't think of what the heck it's called but it's newer i'm looking it up okay it's it's a newer caddy please hold while bailey looks up pictures of what 
is in my brain. Yeah, it's that. What is that? Um, it's a CT5V. Yeah, I definitely think that is something that Savelle would drive. Either that or like a Lincoln. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly think we're like pricing out these cars like they are too expensive teachers do not make much money <laughs> i mean we all know jim has bmws but like oof these cars are expensive guys but these are just our feelings like what we the vibes we get from them yeah true like i just get g-wagon vibes from brett bowman <laughs> <laughs> am i wrong Okay, and Amber has one for Liz. So, um, I don't have a specific car, and I don't know her personally, but all this up-to-date stuff, it just makes me think, like, one of those newer Kias where they change the logo because it looks so sleek. Like, it doesn't break the bank, but it looks so sleek. Like, she seems, like, what I'm hearing, she seems like that kind of gal. And she tells me that she works out of her car, like she's talked about in our capstone class, like she works out of her car a lot because like that's PR people. So I feel like it needs to be something really reliable. Facts. All right, next moving on to our KALA FM general manager, David Baker. He drives a Pontiac um, Torrent. I know that for a fact. I know your license plate, Dave. I'm watching you. <laughs> okay, I don't know his license plate. I do know um, Duke's license plate, though. I I don't really know. I don't see Dave driving anything else but the car he has. Like, yeah, maybe like a toaster. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I could see Dave driving like one of the box cars. He just like I don't know. It kind of reminds me of what he drives right now. So. Yeah, that's all I can think of is this current car. I feel like once you find something that works, he doesn't really, like, he sticks to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's pretty consistent. He is. Um, But toaster is a good idea. (laughs) I'll hop on that, too. Special shout out to Dave back in the studio. Um, Next, we have John Anderson, who is our uh, chief engineer uh, for TV and radio. Um, And I think, does John drive a white truck? Uh, yeah, he has two cars. One is a white truck, and the other is a Chevy Impala. I could definitely see, like, an older model, like a retired cop car Impala. Well, retired cop cars are Crown Vicks, but... Well, some of them are. Some of them are Impalas. What? It doesn't matter. I feel like he'd drive, like, a 2020, like... Ford F-150 in, like, blue. In blue? In blue. That's specific. I don't know. No, I thought blue, not beige. I don't know. I don't really know him, but I feel like he just gives off blue truck vibes. Yep. Which out of all the teachers would drive a U-Haul? I feel like Duke would. (laughs) I feel like Duke would drive a U-Haul. Although, Duke is next. Our, uh... Uh, Jesus. SAU TV general manager, Duke. I feel like Duke would either drive a U-Haul or I could see him driving, um, 
maybe like a Chevy Tahoe as well. Yeah, I could see so him true. driving at least something with four wheel drive. I don't know why. No, I see that. I see that. I've oh, it pains me because I really do know both him and his wife wife's license plate numbers. <laughs> Yeah, it's his um, ham radio call sign, so it's not as creepy. Um, as creepy, yeah. Uh, and I've been in his car so many times. It's an SUV. I want to say it's a Kia or an Infinity, but I am not a hundred percent sure. Maybe, maybe a Kia Sorento. I don't know. I feel like he needs something big because he needs to haul all of his video equipment when he does his all of his work off of campus. So he can't really rely on like a small car. Yeah, I agree. I think all of our uh, descriptions are pretty accurate. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, I think we're ready to wrap it up here for the day. So this has been, I think this is our fifth episode now of Live from the Hive, brought to you by KALA-FM and the St. Ambrose Department of Communication and Digital Media. Be sure to follow KALA on Instagram. It's at KALA.FM and on Facebook at KALA Radio to see more events, giveaways, and station appearances brought to you by us here at KALA. Just a side note before we wrap it up completely, we will not be on air next week as it is spring break. So you can catch us on March 28th at 2.30 for the next episode. Awesome. Thanks, Bailey. So like Bailey said, catch us March 28th on 88.5 FM at 2.30 p.m. for more sports, campus information, and more. Thanks for listening for your and for your continued support. Student segments were written by Bailey Winfrey, Ryan Chistel, David Meyer, Sierra Mari, Amber Meyer, and myself, Brooke Hass. And production is by David Baker. Thank you.